Welcome back to NC Realtors Redefine, the NC Realtors podcast, sponsored by Century 21. On this episode, Local Government Affairs Director for Greensboro and High Point, Nick Scarcy, joins Director of Local Government Affairs, Nicole Arnold, to talk about the book, The New Localism by Bruce Katz and Jeremy Nowak, and a related upcoming event to be held in September. NC Realtor Christina Grosu will be giving you the scoop on how to maximize Instagram for your business. And GRI coordinator Savannah Regan speaks with Realtor Joe Cannon about the benefits of getting his GRI designation. But first, here's what's happening at NC Realtors. On October 8th in Charlotte, NC Realtors will host Mosaic, our first diversity conference. Be inspired by the unique perspectives of our speakers who will help you transform the way you think about diversity and inclusion in our state's real estate industry and beyond. Visit ncrealtors.org mosaic to register. Still undecided on attending Exchange 19? Day passes are now available. You get to select the day that works best for your schedule. Visit exchange19.com for more details. Welcome to Redefined, our NC Realtors podcast. In this segment, we'll discuss books that have influenced our professional lives. I'm your host, Nicole Arnold, and I'm the Director of Local Government Affairs at NC Realtors. And today, I'm interviewing Nick Scarcy. Nick, but let's talk a little bit about this book, The New Localism, How Cities Can Thrive in the Age of Populism. And the authors are Brooke Katz and Jeremy Nowak. And what I really got from the book was how localities can thrive to build an innovative culture that encourages folks to move there, encourages industries to come so there'll be jobs, and less reliance on the federal government. Sure, yeah, I think, I think that's a huge part of it. Um, and I think he frames a lot of this in the context of the 2016 election. Um, you know, and he uses the context of populism. And, you know, it's a general um, disillusionment, I guess, with um, maybe the federal government or, um, you know, larger entities, um, elites in general. And really this we can do it ourselves attitude, especially at the municipal level. And you know, what local talent do we have? What local resources and anchor institutions and capital, especially capital, do we have locally that we can tap into instead of you know trying to beg the federal government, which can sometimes be an unreliable partner um, you know, for that same type of help and support. What advice would the authors and do you have for real estate professionals to get involved at the local level and to try to make a, a stronger, more thriving city center or urban center or locality? Um, you know, I think the, the big takeaway is that um, there's so much potential here um, and that cities are almost looking to partner with outside organizations, um, businesses, academics, the whole nine yards. Um, through very innovative and cutting-edge partnerships to bring together, um, you know, products and um, results that have been, um, that are just 
brand new and that have not even been conceived of before. And so I think this is a great opportunity for realtors to jump in. Um, you know, these there are so many people who are um, involved in the community out there, who understand the community, what assets it's, it has, um, and they're really the people on the ground who know their communities best. And I think that their expertise is sought after, quite frankly. And so, um, you know, being a realtor member, obviously, you know, our associations have access to grants and different experts that we can tap into and utilize, but um, sometimes just that perspective about the real estate industry is, is huge. Um, and, you know, for people who are looking to get involved, um, you know, networking is key here. You know, it really emphasizes uh, the building of relationships and partnerships. And um, that networking is going to start all of that. So talking to local economic development corporations, EDCs, chambers of commerce, your elected officials, that'll be probably the first best step to get some of these things in motion and right. really get the ball rolling. So Nick, you chose this book because you felt like it would be of value to your professional life. Um, and then you centered a, an event around it and brought in the author to speak. So that's pretty exciting. This is a book in real life. So tell us a little bit about that event and what brought this to your consciousness. Sure. So um, we're really fortunate in Greensboro to have a great relationship with our planning department. And so um, I was talking to the planning director and uh, at the end of last year we said let's sit down and figure out a program or some things that we can do for programming in 2019. And Bruce Katz's name had come up. And um, the planning director knew him immediately. I was a little bit unfamiliar at first, but she said, oh, you know, this is a rock star in the planning world. Everybody knows him. He has this book, The New Localism, this phenomenal. And um, as we started to look into his work with Opportunity Zones, we realized that his focus and his work was very aligned to what we were looking to bring um, together in an event. Um, the whole idea is how do you market an Opportunity Zone? What does your Opportunity Zone have to offer that maybe another one does not. What makes it unique? What's your local flavor? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Very good. So, so you guys decided let's get Bruce Katz in here because he already this was already on his wavelength. He's the expert on how to build localities into something awesome. Right. And then it turns out he's also an expert on opportunity zones. So let's get him in here to talk about Greensboro. Exactly. Okay. Good deal. Now tell us when is the event, and where is it going to be? Sure. So it's Tuesday, September 24th. Um, it's going to run from about 8.30 in the morning to 1.30. Um, and it's going to be at the Cadillac Garage in downtown Greensboro, which, of course, is in an opportunity zone. <laughs> um, it's one of the great examples of an old building that had fallen out of use has turned into this beautiful new facility. Um, so some great symbolism there. Um, and uh, we're going to have some registration coming out very soon. Um, you can find it on the Greensboro Realtors website. Uh, GRA.org and on the NC Realtors advocacy page. That's, that's outstanding, Nick. Thanks, Nick, for joining us today. I'm so glad that we got to talk about the book, The New Localism, and I hope that the event that's at GRA at Greensboro Regional Realtors Association is absolutely successful. Thanks so much for being here today, Nick. See you soon. All right. Thanks, Nicole. So uh, thanks for joining me today. Uh, my name is Christina Grosu. This talk today is going to be mainly about how to use Instagram. It's not going to be about um, how to post or 
how to create an account. I've been a broker for about eight years. And um, in terms of social media, I was voted number one social media um, real estate agent in Charlotte last year by Property Spark. I have not seen the 2019 um, awardees, so hopefully I'm on there. Let's pray. But if you know me, I live, breathe, and sleep social media. Um, I'm always on my phone. I'm constantly being yelled at by my boyfriend and by my parents for being on my phone. So when I got that award, it was a bit, um, a bit more validating that it's good in some aspect. I think agents tend to realize that Instagram is a referral network. Um, we do a lot of networking at bars and restaurants and social events, and you have you have the best networking tool in your hand constantly. So, so I did a few. I pulled a few stats before I was going to do this speech, um, and I realized that Instagram has one billion active monthly followers and users. So everyone has an account, and that includes your your parents or your grandparents or your children, um, your old boss, your broker in charge probably, um, they're all following you and they're all consistently and constantly looking at what you're doing. And that's kind of freaky to think about um, when, you, when you're posting and it kind of, it was a mind shift for me because I realized that you post one thing out there and all of a sudden thousands of people are gonna be able to see it instantly. Um, so just keep that in mind when you're posting and also just don't forget that everybody already knows you're a realtor. Um, there's, I think the number I just got from um, Caitlin Thompson was about 100,000 realtors in North Carolina. So we're all realtors basically. Everyone knows you sell and buy houses. Um, so as I talk more about this, I'm going to explain my experience in social media and Instagram specifically and how I had a mind shift a few years ago um, and what I've done to change that. So there's three different types of profiles. There's a private page, there's a public page, and then there's a business profile. My first post was in 2011, and I went back on my page and looked, and it was of my feet on the dashboard of my car going cross country for college. And I was private, and I have one like on that post. Um, flash forward today, and I, I basically only post on my on my feed, which are the little squares um, where you post things and post what you're doing. I I don't post anything real estate related anymore. Um, I post a lot about my travels, a lot about my family, a lot about my animals. I have five dogs. Um, I'm really passionate about those things, but I'm also passionate about real estate. However, like I said, my mind shift. I've transferred or I've I've changed my mind to more of I want my clients to want to work with me because I have dogs. So I had a client who said, hey, I want you to be my realtor because you have five dogs and I love watching what you do every morning when you feed them. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Like you don't care about how many houses I've sold? No, no, I just, I, I know you're a realtor. I know that you can do your job, like we all can. Um, but it was something that they connected on. And as I've gotten busier and as I've, Change this mindset. I've realized I've become happier with my clients. Um, I can connect more with my clients. My clients want to follow me and see what I'm doing and see where I'm traveling. Um, so that's something to remember too when you're posting. When I was in National Association of Realtors headquarters, um, we had a quote that was spoken and I really liked it. It was, a leader needs to be genuine. Um, basically, people want to work with you because of who you are and what you do. Um, 
there's ways to post real estate constantly, which I do. I, I do open houses or um, new listings. I love posting new listings online. Just make sure you stay true to who you are. There's, there's 100,000 of us and you wanna be the reason that a client chooses you and not another realtor. Um, so thanks so much for joining me. Um, I hope you guys learned a little bit or a lot. And so I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. For the rest of Christina's presentation and to get access to exclusive NC Realtors content, join the NC Realtors Mobile Mondays Facebook group. Each month, Mobile Mondays brings you live, engaging content delivered by national experts. Join the conversation with Mobile Mondays only on Facebook. Welcome to NC Realtors Redefined, the NC Realtors podcast. I'm Savannah Regan, GRI coordinator. In today's episode, we chat with realtor Joe Cannon about the benefits of the GRI designation. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. I'd like to start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you launched your career in real estate. Well, um, it's kind of interesting. I always wanted to get into real estate and I had an opportunity to get in real estate through a company called T. E. Johnson & Sons, which is a property management company uh, located in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, I went to work for them, got my broker's license, and started moving forward through the uh, career of a property manager who is a broker. Um, I decided that it would be a good idea to get more involved in the Realtor Association, and, and they were very uh, behind me in that. They were always very uh, uh, supportive in, in being a part of the uh, Realtor Association locally and as well as the North Carolina Realtor Association. So that's basically how I got started. And how did you first find out about the Graduate Realtor Institute? A coworker of mine, Kathy Robertson, uh, started to do hers and, and she kind of pushed the people in the office to do it. And um, really she was the impetus for me to move forward. And, um, and I can't thank her enough for that because she really did inspire me to, to do it. And um, once I got into it and, and, and started setting the goals for completing it, I found that it was a very good program. And, uh, and learned a lot from it, a, a lot of things that I'll probably use throughout the rest of my career um, as I plan on staying in real estate for sure. So. What have you found to be the most useful information from the GRI program? So there is a class on um, understanding investment property, basically, you know, how to determine what's going to be a good investment for your buyer, your client. I think that that is an extremely solid course. I mean, whether you're helping people buy investment property or you're looking at it for yourself, understanding the mechanics of how uh, the return on investment property works, how to budget for that property for a year is very important. These are things that they're not common knowledge. You need them, especially if you're going to be in this industry. I mean, you may be in residential uh, sales. You are going to come across a client who is looking to buy a portfolio of several properties or who is looking to buy a single property just for a return on investment. And, and knowing that and understanding the uh, return on those properties, being able to map that out is worth its weight in gold. What have you been able to achieve since obtaining your GRI designation? Well, since I've obtained, uh, obtained my GRI uh, designation, I have found myself getting more and more involved, involved with the Realtor Association. 
Uh, I'm on several committees. I'm on the board of uh, the property management division for Winston-Salem Association of Realtors. And the relationships I have built through obtaining my GRI with other brokers that I attend in these classes with are ongoing. I mean, I still talk to them. Not all of them have finished, but uh, they, they uh, have proven to be very good, valuable friends. And, and as you are aware in our, our business field, uh, the relationships you make with people tend to help garner your success. So uh, it's definitely proven to be beneficial in a lot of other ways too. So I'm very proud of my designation. So do you think that the GRI designation would benefit new members or do you think that agents who have been in the industry a little bit longer would still be able to benefit as well? Absolutely. I, I think that everyone who is a realtor uh, could benefit from the information that's provided. So I'm not aware of the exact numbers, but we know that in North Carolina, there's roughly, I think, 96,000 active brokers or something like that. It's a crazy number. Mm -hmm. And of the amount of those brokers that are actually realtors, it's somewhere along the lines of 33, 35,000, right? So about a third of those brokers are actually realtors. And then if you were to break that down into the amount of people that actually have the GRI designation, out of those people who are realtors, it's probably, you know, the, the shift is probably similar in the statistical information. Everyone can benefit from this. You know, let's assume that the Realtor Association is just like a club, okay? So we're like a club, and uh, this is a program that the club offers. Why wouldn't you want to pursue those avenues? It's my personal belief that anytime you can pursue avenues of education at a cost that doesn't bury you in debt, you should. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a no-brainer to have your GR. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of NC Realtors Redefined. Be sure to catch up on all our episodes by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or SoundCloud.